this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampat this year's us open is being viewed as a farewell tour more or less of the williams sisters as the curtains come down on what has been described as within quotes the greatest sibling act in sports history Serena Williams lost in the third round of the US Open singles event although not before giving fans glimpses of her famous grit and power game the Williams sisters also lost in the first round of the doubles event this year and while Serena has spoken of evolving away from tennis Venus Williams has also avoided any mention of retirement as such hinting that she is likely to continue playing doubles at any rate the two sisters who account for 30 singles grand slam titles 14 doubles grand slam titles and 8 olympic gold medals between them are easing out of the pro tour leaving behind a unique legacy that transcends tennis in this episode of the infocus podcast we take a look at their impact on the sport uh, their impact on how women's tennis is treated by the sports broadcasting industry how they changed women's tennis what their success did for the african community african american community and many other aspects and joining us today is my colleague from the hindu zia ussalam a passionate tennis aficionado who has closely followed the career of the williams sisters right from the 1990s zia thank you so much for joining us thank you sampath for having me zia first let us talk about uh, on court aspects of the tennis uh, story here We know that Serena and Venus have written and rewritten the record books many times over and the numbers are crazy. So what in your view would you would you suppose you had to pick say four or five most significant records set or broken by either of the sisters which one would they be and why? I guess that's a very difficult task. But what is important is you look at the fact that Serena Williams and Venus Williams together won 30 grand slam singles titles 14 grand slam double titles they both won olympic singles titles and three doubles gold medals as well that's a mind boggling number it's a number not achieved not even halfway through by any of their contemporaries or the players now retired they started their career when the likes of steffi graf were still there Monica Seles, Martina Hingis were there. Then, after these girls faded into history, Serena and Williams competed with the likes of Jennifer Capriati, Mary Pierce, Lindsay Davenport. Then these girls also went away, but Serena Williams and Venus Williams continued on their path as if nothing, absolutely nothing, could stop the sisters. Serena had a life-threatening injury when glass got into her foot. and there was a major problem with her operation yet she came back stronger from that venus williams was diagnosed with autoimmune disease in 2011 and all the tennis pundits wrote her obituary at that time but she surprised everybody by coming back on the tennis circuit not only t- coming back on the tennis circuit but also reaching the grand slam final at wimbledon at the us open and semi final at grand slams at australian open and wimbledon and semi final at the us open she rose to be world number 5 all over again and serena came back to be world number 1 all over again serena throughout her distinguished career 
has been number one longer than anybody can imagine. 319 weeks at the last time of counting. That is more than five years as the best player in women's tennis. Venus herself has been a world number one in the past. So these are some of the important things of their career. But where I would say that they have really come back stronger, despite all the odds and all the adversities, is first of all, when they entered the circuit, there were quite a few naysayers at that time that these 13, 14-year-old girls, 15-year-old girls are just hyped up by the media and they will be shown their place on the WTS circuit. But it was not to be. Very early, I think just in her second match or so in her career. They became pro, they turned pro at the age of 14 or something, right? Serena and Venus both. Yeah, for, they, they both became pro at the age of 14 and that was the age faced by WTA. You cannot turn a pro before that age. And very early in her career, Venus defeated Aranxa Sanchez Vicario. Right, Zia, just one, one question I had in my mind when you said there were lots of naysayers. One of the legends uh, or, the, or one of the mythologies or the stories we keep hearing about the Williams sisters uh, over during their younger days, during their teens, is that their father, uh, Richard, would not allow anybody to see them play. I mean, he kept them under wraps, so to speak, for a long time and then built up the hype around them, built up expectation and then unleashed them on the pro tour. Is that how it happened? The Williams sisters never played on the junior circuit. Right. How do you know how good you are if you never play in the junior circuit? It is just the confidence. It is just the confidence of their father and the Williams sisters themselves that they were better than their peers in the age on the age group circuit. So they didn't have to come through the under 11, under 14 circuit and they came directly on the major circuit. At that time, many players were active at that time, including veterans like Pam Shriver and Martina Navratilova were apprehensive how these girls will take to the circuit. It's a very unforgiving circuit. Nobody gives you a quarter. And they were these teenage girls from Compton who had not seen much of life beyond the U.S. being suddenly thrown open, so to say, to the wolves. But not only did the girls survive, they thrived and they changed the grammar of women's tennis forever. Has, has anybody else done that? I mean, go directly from your whatever the courts? Nobody, right? Like you spoke about the, the, the pro circuit being unforgiving. We saw what happened with Emma Radukanu. She won the US Open without being really on the pro circuit. And then she tried to do the pro circuit afterwards. And then she got really founded. In the past with Jennifer Capriati, we have seen something like that with Jenna Novotna. So it's to each to his own or her own. But the girls survived. And they had a very smart career strategy, probably designed by their father Richard. Unlike most girls who first come on the circuit and they play about 30 tournaments in a year, 25 tournaments in a year, these girls limited themselves to 15 to 20 tournaments in every year. That made sure that they were not burnt out as people were suggesting that by the age of 25, they both will retire. Now they are 41 and 42 respectively and they are, Serena has not officially but practically retired and Venus has just yesterday said that this US Open was only the first step. The next step is yet to come. So imagine the attitude you have at the age of 42. You are still thinking of the next step of the tennis circuit. These girls played only few tournaments but major ones and those major tournaments were good enough for them 
to garner enough points to be world number 1 or world number 2 for a long period of time and full credit to their father back in the late 90s when venus williams was making headlines everywhere as much for her tennis as for the beads in her hair the father said my younger daughter serena is even better and she'll go on to outplay and outclass everybody including venus i don't think anybody could have said more accurate words at that time or even today and one very important thing about the sisters are bringing is despite being on the same circuit and competitors with each other including many times on the grand slam circuit itself their actual bond their sibling bond remained unaffected no matter what the odds what were the adversities i remember back in 2017 in the australian open when serena defeated venus for her final grand slam title which was the 23rd and serena was in the family way at that time in her loser's speech so to say venus williams said there were occasions when i could not be here or won't be here or didn't reach here but serena was here and whenever serena won it was like i won the tournament and when it was serena's turn to give the victor's speech she said i am on 23 but there was no way i could have won 23 titles without venus there is no way i could have won even one title without venus so that was the kind of love and faith which the sisters shared right till the end in fact at the just concluded doubles campaign of the us open where the williams sisters were defeated in the first round after the match venus disclosed that serena asked her to play the doubles she had not played doubles with serena for last 6 years she said but i have never said no to serena and this was not the time to say no to her now also so they have retained that straight strong bond and we have seen so many sisters on the tennis circuit who have come and gone without leaving any significant mark or just leaving a very passing mention we have kitchenock sisters today we have pliskova sisters today on the circuit and we have had radwanska sisters also who are partially contemporaries of the williams sisters but nobody has even come close to reaching the heights of these two sisters their worth goes beyond the titles beyond all the wta points beyond all the millions of dollars they got as prize money right so azia coming uh, coming to the actual uh, impact on the sport on on tennis how it is played many people would argue that tennis was played in a different way before the two sisters came on court they talk about how they brought the power game uh, the baseline aggressive kind of court dynamics can you talk a little bit about how the game has changed how the how the way the world number 1 schwantek for instance plays today could have been you know an outcome of the way the sisters brought about changes their approach to the court approach to uh, the entire way of playing absolutely i agree with you see before the williams sisters came any girl who was supposedly a clay courter they were all baseliners and they were just defensive players happy to keep returning every ball on the other side of the net there was very little power very little aggression shown by girls one exception was martina navratilova but beyond that no other girl was willing to be muscular to put in long hours in the gym and to be aggressive in her body language aggressive in her play these sisters were aggressive from the baseline they would not stand 2 feet outside the baseline there were occasions when they would just stood at the baseline this was 
a tactic to intimidate the best of servers from the other side. People often give a lot of credit to Serena Williams in particular and Venus also for their serves. But what is not as well appreciated is the return of serve. Both the sisters were absolutely marvelous and fearless when it came to return of serve. Also, they mixed aggressive baseline play with very good volleying tactics and very good drop shots as well. That is the reason why the sisters succeeded at Wimbledon. You don't succeed at Wimbledon unless you have a great serve, but you follow it up with a volley and a smash. And the two sisters were able to blend the style of a baseliner and a serve and volley player extremely well. But Serena and William, um, Serena and Venus, for instance, nobody really talks about uh, them as great uh, volley uh, players. You know, their volleys are not supposed to be that good. They more, they do more of these drive volleys. You know, where you try and finish the point rather than do those drop volleys. You see the videos of Venus Williams in Wimbledon in two thousand five, six, seven, particularly her matches with Lindsay Davenport at that time. The way she covers the court. And the way she comes to the net from the baseline within a couple of steps, that was amazing. And you must understand that Lindsay Davenport was herself a power hitter. She was not just another one of those, you can say, tapered baseline returners. She had an aggressive game too. But to able to be able to come to the net and to smash it and to volley it, it took some doing. It took long hours of practice. And once in an in interview, Venus said, if I had volleyed as much as my father wanted me to, probably I would have been number one long ago. Right. It coming uh, coming uh, to the other big question uh, which comes up, you know, the other aspect of the legacy of the Williams sisters, it is that uh, they opened up in a very big way what was till then, and even uh, to today to a large extent, predominantly a whites-only sport for African-Americans. I mean, some would argue that the credit for that should go to people like Althea Gibson, who won a Grand Slam long back, Arthur Ashe, and someone like Zena Garrison, for example. But but it is also recognized that the two sisters were responsible in terms of being such uh, role models and icons that you have people like Coco Gauff and, you know, Sloan Stephens coming in. Can you talk a little bit about their legacy in terms of bringing in more uh, African-Americans to the sport? See, before we talk of the legacy, I would like to talk of what happened to Serena Williams back in 2001 at Indian Wells. She was playing the final of Indian Wells, semi-final and final. She was playing in her home country. So she was within her rights to expect the crowd to rally behind her, to support her, or at least not to boo her. But well, in Indian Wells, Serena Williams was booed on the court and off the court. Same thing happened to Venus Williams and their dad, Richard Williams. Who were they playing against and why were they getting booed? There's so many racist slurs made at that time. Directed first at Venus, then at Richard. Because Venus Williams had pulled out of her semi-final match against Serena Williams. And the crowd believed that the match was set up by Richard and Venus was not injured. Though it was seen earlier in the tournament, which uh, Venus had actually injured her knee in one of the matches and was not in a position to continue later in the tournament after winning that particular match. But the crowd saw in it that here were two black girls who were cheating the, the tennis lovers, who were cheating the spectators. So they booed Venus as well as, as Richard Williams on that day 
and when Serena was announced as the winner, nobody cheered for her. Finally, when Serena came to play the final against Kim Clijsters, all the sympathy of the spectators was with Kim Clijsters. So much so, even when Serena lifted the the winner's trophy after defeating Clijsters, there were no cheers for her. And Serena retired to her home, and on the way to home with her sister Orison, mother Orison, she was just crying in the car with her trophy. The trophy mattered very little to her at that time. Was it was a question. of social acceptance for these two black girls in a white sport later similar allegations were made against their father and the sisters but also the wta circuit was not always kind to them i remember back in 2016 at wimbledon venus williams was asked to play a second round match on court number 18 which can accommodate maybe about 500 600 spectators only and remember at that time she had played eight finals at wimbledon had won five wimbledon trophies and to be consigned to one of the side courts was very belittling they would not have done it to chris evert they would not have done it to stephy graf or to gabriela sabatini or any of the other girls who came before them and they were all white girls full credit to venus she took it in her stride she said i'm here to play tennis and that is what matters whichever court you ask me to play and talking of wimbledon i think that is one place where the sisters really fought the battle for gender parity back in 2005 until then the women's winner used to get almost half the prize money of the men's winner venus williams sought an appointment with the directors of wimbledon next day she was addressing all the directors in the boardroom in the middle of the tournament as the world number 1 i think she was number 2 at that time and she said all of you please close your eyes imagine you have a son and you have a daughter you love them equally they both work equally hard to rise in their life but when they both pick up the same kind of job the son gets better paid than the daughter how would you feel she shamed the directors into agreeing to give equal prize money to women and men from 2007 onwards this is one of the biggest things and second thing is the way you see all these praises for serena from her contemporaries you mentioned shwetak just now all these girls who are there on the circuit today the black girls the afro american girls somewhere down the line they have been impacted by the huge success of serena williams and by the grace and success of venus williams on the court you see a girl like sloane stephens she has gone to record saying if there was no serena there would have been no sloan stephens danjen collion has said the same thing about the williams sisters madison keys who is another one rising on the circuit she is, says the same thing we have coco goff in top 10 another black girl and probably the highest ranked american today she says the same thing so their legacy is li- lies in the fact that they have inspired millions of black girls to take up tennis in a serious way and today if there are four american girls who are colored and in top 50 of the world full credit goes to serena williams and venus williams if there were no williams sisters there would have been no coco goff no sloane stephens no madison keys no collins no vakeri and that is where i feel that they have done much better than say Gibson or Ash or Zena Garrison 
because for all the wonderful achievements of Gibson and Arthur Ashe, not too many young boys and girls took to tennis after they retired. And with Zena Garrison, her achievements on tennis court also cannot be spoken about in the same breath as those of Venus Williams and Serena Williams. Zena's best moment on the Grand Slam circuit was winning mixed doubles titles, and I think she was a finalist once at Wimbledon. So if you see tennis and if you see the impact on the game in comparison to Gibson and Arthur Ashe and even Zena Garrison, the Williams sisters are far ahead. If you want to count their greatness from the point of view that they have been world number one, then I think we are mistaken. Because how many people remember Dinara Safina today? She was also world number one some 20 years ago. How many people respect or remember Caroline Wozniacki today? She was also world number one. The fact is, the Williams sisters inspired many generations to come. Even today on the cutthroat competition neck uh, circuit of Women Tennis Association, any girl who takes the court with these sisters says it's a privilege. We recently had Tunisia's Uns Jabur, who herself seems to be a trailblazer in more ways than one. She said, one of my happiest memories when I retire would be playing doubles with Serena in Eastbourne Championship. Azia, sorry to interrupt you here. We need to just get, go to the next question, which I wanted to ask you. You spoke a little while back about uh, the, the kind of racist abuses they faced, especially Serena when she had the tournament in Indian Wells. And they, there was this kind of suspicion that the father sort of fixed it so that Venus pulled out. And, you know, a lot of uh, prejudices were at, were, were at hand uh, on that occasion. But during uh, the ongoing US Open, we saw a complete contrast to that kind of a scene. We saw Serena Williams being invoked during on-court post-match interviews after almost every single match at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. And at times it was almost, I felt it was almost cloying, you know, almost fawning kind of reverence. Now, how much of this fawning reverence today do you think is, is like revisionist? I guess I agree with you. Much of it could be revisionist because people realize that they were criticizing the wrong girls. Girls who were growing up to be icons for generations of Afro-American girls and not just tennis players. They were booed off the tennis court by, Afro by Americans at that time. Now it was time to correct whatever had happened in the past. In fact, that is why some six years ago, both the Williams sisters went back to Indian Wells and played there for a couple of years, saying, okay, let bygones be bygones and we are all here together. So I guess the Indian Wells crowd also accepted them in 2016 and 17 when they went there. And the sisters also embraced the tournament all over again. It was like great spirit of generosity and forgiveness on the part of the sisters who are also very strong believers. Right. We, we generally speak of uh, the William sisters together. You know, They are considered as part of one package. But I'm, I'm just curious, like, if you sort of talk about them individually, like, can you talk a little bit about how different were they from each other and who do you think has had the greater impact on the sport? Is it Serena or is it Venus? Well, if it is Venus, then there is no doubt it has to be Serena Williams. As they say, GOAT, the greatest of all times. Nobody could hold a candle to her. Is she the greatest of all times, including men players as well? I would say so, because I think it's unfair to just say, 
she is the best tennis uh, women's tennis player i would say she is the best tennis player and probably the best athlete of her generation not just the women athlete but best athlete of her generation as far as venus is concerned she has fought many battles of the court like we referred to gender parity issues and how she has inspired girls that days life beyond tennis even when you are a professional tennis player she became a fashion designer she designs clothes she has a clothing line called 11 and now she is into interior designing she is designing houses on a mega scale so she has her priorities sorted out and she has set an example for young women how they can take to the world of business and make a mark over there just as serena made a mark on the tennis circuit venus has also given them hope that yes you can fight your way through in what is strictly a male dominated world right so you just sort of outline how venus seems to have made a bigger impact uh, off the court in the world beyond tennis and serena has made a bigger impact on the court can you see venus williams you see how she has come through adversities given hope to so many people suffering from autoimmune disease people think that life is virtually over with autoimmune disease and here comes an athlete who not only lives with autoimmune disease but also rises to the top as a tennis player so therein lies hope for everybody and also the way she has designed her own clothes and decided to wear them in paris the fashion capital of the world and also designed clothes for other tennis players and she also helped those tennis players who are in the lower ranks say 400 500 etc who cannot afford designer clothes or labels she would send them complimentary clothes once at wimbledon i think that was back in 2018 she was playing a third round match and the girl opposite her was from romania the girl virtually burst into tears at the end of the match not because she had lost the match she said if it were not for the shoes sent by venus before the tournament i would not have been able to play she also held tennis clinics for black children right she has always held those tennis clinics for black children and not just for children from america but even for children from africa now the sisters together have been rooting for uns jabur because they feel uns jabur is doing for african girls arab girls what they were doing for afro american girls in the us in the in their era right one final question as we wrap up azia i mean if we sort of take follow serena's evolution away from tennis or beyond tennis she she i understand has started a venture capitalist company and the, and she sort of has said that it's going to be a little different from the usual uh, kind of stuff venture capitalists do where she is sort of aiming to back ventures by women ventures by black women and also have uh, more of racial diversity in the kind of entrepreneurs that she's backing which is also i think a huge uh, which moment uh, in her uh, long professional career how do you see this view this going forward well she has already inspired people like sloane stephens and coco goff to take a plunge after tennis now these two girls stephens and goff are still young but they are, they have also taken a leaf out of serena's book and they are also talking of getting into this venture capital business later on and when serena ventures actually takes off in a big way again it will be a big moral booster for all those black women entrepreneurs when you talk of black entrepreneurs you are having very few role models just as when these girls stepped on the tennis circuit 
there were hardly any role models for black girls so they gave them role models on the tennis court and i'm sure serena with her serena ventures with not a little help from her husband will be able to carve out her own niche there but at the same time bring in more more women more black women on board because it's important for a woman to have that financial independence in life as venus williams continues to say whenever she goes for any boardroom meeting any woman who wants to start you can start with me here and now right role models both in tennis and beyond uh, for entrepreneurs from the african american community and for women all over they are indeed a great legacy which they leave behind thank you so much zia for sharing your immense knowledge and expertise on the sisters legacy whose career is very interesting to follow actually and uh, look forward to talking to you again on this podcast thank you sir in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon